0: Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good buddies, Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael debate and deliberate the most ubiquitous aspects aspects of a variety of aspects. They debate... And the um, ass picks. We do ass picks. Yeah.
1: Can. All of our <laughs> picks are ass picks,
0: if you really want to. just uh, which is like, think some kind of food. Uh, just, don- just donkeys. Just, just donkeys. <laughs> well, um, this time around, we we're talking about the Mount Rushmore of a limited run f- food items, um, mostly fast, fast food, right? food items. Yeah. And uh, this is my pick, and okay. I chose it because of. Uh, Sometimes I'll be in a uh, a fast food drive-thru and, okay, I'm always in a fast food (laughs) drive-thru. And uh, there is some kind of enticing, brand new, crazy flavor uh, or, or burger or thing or drink or something. And I wonder how limited is this run? Like if I order, will it still be available by the time I pull around to the front to actually pay for it? Um, and sometimes these things become part of our lives forever, and sometimes they're kind of uh, quick hits and then they're gone. So uh, I, I think it's fun to talk about. I'm going
2: um, to audible out of one of my choices right away into something.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, then uh, I'll, I'll start based, with based uh, on,
2: on your uh, on your uh, selection, your uh, mention just there.
0: Okay. little snap. Uh, we'll start with uh, Richard Manfredi then, since uh, Michael's redoing his
1: list. I know Michael is is as we speak. There's there's whiteout. out the, play.
0: <laughs> the player to be named later yeah. needs to be named.
1: Um, so my first choice, I think the most ubiquitous uh, choice, the one that I think probably most of you listening thought of when you uh, heard this topic was the McDonald's McRib. Also on my list. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a classic. Uh, yeah, certainly something that you know I've never tried. Oh. Me not neither. So much. Me
0: I'm, neither.
1: Me. Know, so how would you describe it? it? Is it anything like an actual like rib meat? No, no, of course not. <laughs> it's, it's like ground pork pressed into the
2: shape of ribs. Uh, I think it's it's key asp, it's key like interest is that it's covered in like a quasi barbecue sauce and um, it looks something vaguely similar to
1: pressed meat in a rib shape (laughs) I do appreciate that they didn't press it into like a chicken drumstick or something like that yeah that would have just been confusing
0: is that the only thing that's pressed so like a dinosaur McNuggets in the shape of a dinosaur other than that you know the filet of fish is not pressed into the shape of a fish yeah why does it try to be meat that looks like bones I wonder I mean, or is actually, it more for sauce containment? That's, that's the question I would.
1: Yeah. I'm looking up, I'm, I'm going to look up the uh, picture of the McRib right now. Well, one thing. So I think have it fresh in my head. You are
0: fresh is not something that's associated. <laughs> with no, no. One thing that you bring up that I think is interesting is the, um, novelty shapes and things of the, of the, the limited time, um, Foods And then also, I wonder if we were to look up on Wikipedia, was the McRib launched because McDonald's had a new competitor from uh, a new barbecue chain? Like, did Arby's open or did... uh... Well, it originally seemed to come out in, like, 1981.
2: And I think it was just like, you know, their sandwich preparers came up with a new way of doing something. And it didn't last very long, only a couple years. But then I think what really happened was it kind of floundered around europe like on a backpacking tour like after college and just (laughs) went out there and just kind of had it had its own life and experimented a little bit and did its you know kind of thing and came back to the states right in time for um the 1994 um flintstones live action movie and if there's one thing that people associate with the flintstones it's uh it's like you know fred flintstone getting that giant like brontosaurus ribs at the car hop oh yeah right and uh so i think i think there is a certain sense of just nostalgia and novelty in it and i think the taking away of this thing is what really makes these all these specialty fast food things like limited time i can only get it for a certain amount of time i don't know how long it's going to be around mm-hmm. it really pulls in someone who is trying to you know kind of like that fomo get it while mm-hmm. it's, get it while it's here aspect even though it's I'm sure most of the things on our list aren't, aren't great. There's a reason they're not, they didn't stick around, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, for me, the, the McRib is the prime example of the scarcity becoming the reason that it's popular. Mm-hmm. And which so I think what Michael was alluding to right now, you know, if the McRib was on the menu all the time, people wouldn't be excited to go to McDonald's and get a McRib. Mm-hmm. There, they, it loses all of the pizzazz. It would just be a, another shitty McDonald's food item. Now, Richard, um, you're you're like an H salt fish and chips guy, right?
2: Long John Silver's. Long John Silver's. I'm Please. sorry. I'm sorry. Are you also a? Um, are you? Do you delve into the depths of the filéo fish? Because that's something I've never had.
1: Uh, no, I don't. Um, I actually don't get the fish at Long John Silver's. I get the chicken, which is really conf- I understand it's really confusing and What? Yeah. <laughs> not a huge not a huge fan of the fish at Long John Silver's but the chicken planks they call them. Mm, but the
0: that's... KFC flounder, the flounder they have at KFC is is what you go for.
1: The blowfish, I go with the, the blowfish. <laughs> I inherently trust the chefs at Long John Silver's to uh-huh. properly cut the blowfish so I do not die of poisoning.
0: Do you think so I I imagine that the McRib is something akin to, say, um, that wayward dad that some kids had that would kind of go off for a pack of cigarettes and be gone for a while. (laughs) And so in a way, it's very familiar. Um, Or is it something that's like, um, let's say, love, where um, you fall in love and then after a while you realize, boy, this ain't what it's cut out to be. You know what? jeff i have i have a note written down that says um i wrote down it says
2: it's like your weird brother-in-law showing up every now and then to hang out until it wears out it's welcome
0: yeah 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 he backs up some of your stuff and leaves like oh, like,
2: oh i'm so excited to see oh uh, todd's here yeah
0: oh todd's still here then you stop and realize oh yeah I, now i remember he talks about <laughs> aliens a lot he talks about COVID and aliens
1: a lot Okay, yeah, there is cool. a there is a website called the McRib Locator, where you wow. can uh, go onto a map or enter in your address and find if there's any McRibs that have been spotted in your local area. <laughs> so We'd like to announce a,
0: Announce a new sponsor for the podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, so it's basically like Bigfoot. McRib is the Bigfoot of yeah. fast food items.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, well, I feel like we got the obvious kind of 800-pound pork gorilla out of the way. So I'm glad we I'm glad we did that. So, Winfield, what's your second choice? Um, my second choice is a Taco Bell
2: item. And this is the one that oh. I... That I mm. um, now you're my ballpark. ...optioned into, which is the Quesarito, which is basically you take a quesadilla and you wrap it up like a burrito. And it's just the same thing. I I think we've talked about this for years, the um, kind of the spinning wheel of ingredients that goes into whatever they're decided to make in any given three-month period. But um, I like this dumb thing that is basically just like a quesadilla that they put inside a burrito. Mm -hmm. And it appears on the menu every once in a while, and then it disappears. I think that happens a lot with like Taco Bell, where there's just like something that's like We're trying something up and then it goes away. Yeah.
0: I talked to him.
2: But you can still order it somehow.
0: Yeah. There was a Taco Bell guy dropped in at my gym and I talked to him about Taco Bell the whole workout. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, he was saying like part of their business model is all these crazy new things, like having a new menu item. But he, yeah, like the Mexi Melt, I feel like it's something you can still order, even though it's not taking up real estate on the the board.
1: Oh, you're talking about like the secret menu. Yeah. Yeah, like McDonald's has basically you can customize anything. Like oh. literally, if you were to say, Get me a McRib, but I also want I want a hamburger patty and a hamburger bun, but I want a McRib in the middle of that as well. And also know? a fillet of fish, they will do that for you. I didn't know they did
0: that.
1: Yeah. Ask for anything crazy. They'll they'll come up with a way. Oh. Wow. So yeah, I think Taco Bell probably has that same sort of like I mean, it depends. It yeah. depends. I think on what the item is. Like, like I, I, I miss the chicken soft tacos, and I can't get anyone yeah. to make them for me. Uh, my choice. I do have a. My second choice was also a Taco Bell item. Right. Okay. Um, it was the Taco Bell Texas Taco sandwich, which was popular in the. Uh, I should say. Popular in Texas. Popular. Fine. In the. Uh, in the mid nineteen nineties, you may remember that when they launched it, they had a series of commercials with Jack Pallets. Uh, in an old west town going into a saloon and people being so amazed by the taste of the Texas taco that they were blown right through the windows and the doors of the saloon.
2: I mean that was pure that was purely built off of his um uh his City from City Slickers, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, sure.
1: absolutely. Um, So the Texas taco was essentially your three or four basic taco ingredients that you get in every taco. But instead of a soft uh, tortilla or a hard tortilla, it was like a thick flatbread. Hmm. And it was bigger than a regular, like a regular soft taco. And it was like a thick flatbread. And so they called it a sandwich, even though you rolled it up and you ate it like a taco. I don't know why they called it a sandwich. I guess flatbread made it sound... Like it really made it sound, uh, you know, exotic, you know, those exotic, those exotic tastes of Texas. (laughs) And it had Texas taco sauce, which was, or some Southwest sauce, which was probably just, you know, a combination of their sauces. Yeah, exactly. Uh But it was really good. And that was my go-to in high school and college. Hmm. So it lasted a while. It did last for a few years. I think it lasted like four or five years oh, yeah, until City Suckers Two came out and they killed, yeah, or like, you know, <laughs> or whatever it was, it wasn't as much of a hit. Yeah, the Maybe. Texas the Texas tacos brother showed up on the menu item, the Arizona taco, and that just didn't go as well.
0: I don't know if we're going to depart from Taco Bell trucks or territory after this, but I will say there are some food items that that say limited run that you just feel like is a limited run. They just feel like, um, um, almost like Vincent van Gogh, too beautiful for this world, too sensitive for this world. Right. Or they seem like that guy, the new guy in your office, who's unshaven his shirts kind of untucked. And you think Bill's not going to last a week here.
1: <laughs> right. Well, five years later,
0: he's still going. And for me, that's the Doritos Locos, uh, mm. taco. And yeah. I don't know if they have the sour cr- or the. They have a cool ranch one. Do they have the cool ranch still? Yes, I okay. believe they do. I'm surprised those are still there. So those have kind of worked their way into the family photo, like and are have become part of the mainstay cornerstones of that menu. And these are the. This is the taco shell that's so brittle you need a paper like. Cardboard support system, like it basically needs an iron lung to 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 live in, in order to stay together. Like the other, the other just stays together. So I'm really surprised those have been there for. I think it's coming on a decade now.
2: That's frightening. I mean, we've all lost a year or two in our memory memory hole of COVID. So I'm sure you're exactly right. I'm sure it came out right around when like. I don't know. One of the Avengers movies came out. Yeah. Thor 2 came out. And you're like, oh, okay. Whatever. Weird.
0: When did it come out? Um, Okay. 2012. February 16th, 2012. Wow. Crazy. Okay. Um, (laughs) That's crazy. Valentine's Day. <laughs>
2: horrible Valentines in 2012 are ruined by like like the horrible suggestion Let's to get tomorrow some locos talk
0: I got you a bouquet of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at our halftime and just want to let everybody know that um this podcast is now sponsored by the McRib Locator. Uh go to McRiblocator.edu and just type in <laughs> Um, your social security number and also the last four of your uh, Visa or MasterCard. And, and you and will. The three digits and the three digits on the back Oh, sorry. Three digit security code. And then um, put in your phone number and then just put in your address. And then, but it already knows your IP address. And then you uh, will go to a loading screen and then you'll hit skip intro, but you won't skip the intro. It's still going. It's still going. <laughs> it's still going then your computer will shut down but don't leave just stay in front of that because it's going to probably pop up any minute now and we appreciate them supporting the podcast Um, but if you want to support the podcast you can download rate, and review past episodes and you can share us out on social you can go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter we've got these new
1: audiograms that have had had tens of hits people are eating them up like mcribs yeah yes very sadly very sadly
0: (laughs) regretfully
1: yes (laughs)
0: okay uh before we depart from that what's the beverage that goes with mcrib
1: diet coke or a coke it's gotta be the coca-cola is it okay okay it feels like it feels
2: like uh that's a dr pepper
1: i Mm. enjoyed do they have that? Do they have that at Mickey D's. Yeah, they have that at Mickey D's, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's not bad. No, no not Dr.
2: Pepper. I mean, it would be Mr. Pibb there, right? No, no. it's Dr.
1: Pepper. It's Dr. Pepper. I'm surprised they even have Diet Dr. Pepper there, I think. Well, let's not get crazy, Jeff.
0: Sorry. Okay, yeah. we're back. And uh, uh, I guess this would be Richard's or Michael yeah, third. Michael's. Michael's third. Michael uh,
2: third. My third choice is the. Now, Jeff, you'll have to make a ruling on this, whether this counts as fast food or not. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the Baskin Robbins yeah, sure. flavors ice yeah. cream baseball nut. only comes out during baseball season, as I understood from my experiences with my sister growing up. Because this was her favorite ice cream that would come out in like the, the spring and disappear by the fall. And it's like a vanilla ice cream with um, like a raspberry swirl and like some sort of, I think, cashew or peanut sort of thing embedded within it. But this was her ice cream of choice that she would get every year. Just full stop. We'd go to Baskin-Robbins. I was always like a dumbass kid until my tastes change. Uh, And I would get like French vanilla. But she would always, so like, I was fine. Year round, I can get, I can get t- <laughs> stupid yellow ice cream whenever I wanted. But my sister would get; it. she always clamored for this baseball nut ice cream, which would have this raspberry swirl in it and whatever. But um, I love the idea of uh, a specific ice cream tied to like an event or sport. Yeah, sport. I mean, baseball nut. I mean, just uh, you know, uh, Richard. We talked about how great it is to get that little ice cream cone helmet full of like ice cream at the ballpark and how like Mm -hmm. just eating junk food at the ballpark is just like such an incredible experience. Just you can go and you're just let it all hang out and you're living life and you're having ice cream, but Baskin Robbins managed to kind of, you know, claim a season with this one particular ice cream. And, um, yeah, that's my choice.
0: So it goes on strike like baseball. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Loses popularity and other sports and other ice creams gain popularity on it. It also. The replacement
1: flavor that they put in for it. Yeah, the scab flavor, which is not what you want. (laughs) The the newer flavors based on like Slimer or whatever are so much cooler. And it comes with PEDs, like right in. That's what the Raspberry Swirl actually is. It's performance enhancing drugs. So.
0: I was gonna th- say, does it taste a little bit like like uh, Copenhagen, you know, or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> hints, of, hints of skull and pine tar, I think is what you get. Well, that is very charming, that that it's in alignment with something that is seasonal, such as baseball too. I think that's really that's really cool. And that your yeah. sister you know, that's something that uh, your sister kind of had that the, the kind of the sack to, uh, to enjoy that you were just like this wimpy little kid. It was like, I like French vanilla.
2: Well, I, whatever it was, you know, like we always had like this, um, like this polar opposites. If she was into, uh, like a cranberry juice, I drank apple juice. She, oh, loves, yeah. she, she definitely had like a berry sort of, yeah. uh, whatever around she liked boysenberry syrup on her pancakes, like a non syrup. berry syrup. Yeah. Know. Know. Mine was, a uh, um, you know, like a maple syrup.
0: Yeah.
1: Like a
2: normal person, You Yeah, my sister, the the crackpot
1: weirdo. <laughs> the All right, uh, Manfredi,
0: what's your third?
1: Uh, my third choice is something that um, when I saw it come out, I thought was some sort of a joke, oh. and had to be convinced that it was real. And then my uh, oldest kid decided to continually bug me to get it because it looked so bad. Mm. Uh, this was the Burger King Mac and Cheetos <laughs> Bites. Oh, God. If we don't remember these, they were essentially macaroni and cheese that had been deep fried and then uh, like a Cheetos powder sprinkled on top of the deep frying or baked uh, and fried in. Oh, wow. And it was shaped like a Cheetos, too. So you still got the orange hands mm-hmm. after you ate it. But instead of a crunchy Cheeto, you got a kind of a fried, overly fried, overly oiled crunch. And then the, I like guess, soggy macaroni inside. You're selling it. I can't sell it harder enough than that. That's about the best I can do. it was. <laughs> I had it once and it was, I don't want to say it was an unpleasant experience, but yeah, it was kind of not, it was not something that I decided to go back for. And it just made me think that this is just one of those things where corporate synergy rears mm-hmm. its ugly head, where you know that the Fritos people, Frito-Lay people came to Burger King and said, hey, we should work together. We've got foodstuffs. You've got foodstuffs. What mm-hmm. if we combine our foodstuffs? Mm-hmm. And instead of getting something beloved like the Doritos Taco Loco, you wound up with that turd. Yeah. And it just goes to show that it's like once corporate synergy and once it becomes like a... What I'm trying to say is I miss the good old days, the, the hipster days of, of fast food. Yeah. You know, back before the corporations got involved, back when it was, <laughs> it was just for the fans, man. Yeah. I remember reading about the guy who
0: convinced McDonald's after a few years to make breakfast. Like, they're like, no, we're burger people. We'll never... Like, that was a big-ass thing to make breakfast. Right. And uh, also, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, um, this thing that I tried that was experimental. Uh, I'm from Kansas City. We took a trip to St. Louis, and we, uh, at the time, took had this experimental meal that they were serving at this restaurant called McDonald's called a Happy Meal. Uh-huh. And it was like a big thing. But then reading that it was an outside ad agency, ad agency, the so Mad men came up with the
1: paper, with <laughs> paper box, the, pop, the little cardboard yeah. box with all the games and everything. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah, and that's become a beloved mainstay. But uh, I, I also like what is the cost? You know, it sounds like the National Cardiologist Cardiologist Association may have sponsored the Cheeto Frito or that that thing that Burger King thing because it sounds like heart attack in a paper.
1: Yeah, um, no. I mean, the cost itself was like two fifty for us for five pieces. Yeah. But the actual cost to the to the person eating it, yeah, no man can say. No man I mean, can say what the it cost seems also is. Also, like
0: a stunt. Those things seem like a stunt, and the, but I think the person who's not laughing, the employee who has to like learn how to make this stupid damn thing, yes, and they know it's not going to last, and like, uh, we have to come in on a Saturday early to learn how to like unthaw them and put them in the grease fryer or something like that. That's just a nightmare. It's, it's like, the,
2: it's like the machine in the wheel in, um, in the pit of despair where like each Cheeto you eat takes away one year of your life
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> until you're just gone.
0: I do see these things as in a way being disruptors, like, mm. uh, conceptually the Mac and Cheeto thing is a disruptor. Is it good? Is it bad? Um, it's just part of the conversation so it's a marketing gimmick and it changes how you feel about Burger King right
1: yeah no, okay. the, the one the one good thing that came out of this is it, when it was first came out in 2016 and then it was taken away and then in 2017 they brought it back for a limited time and they had an ad campaign with the creepy King dancing to return of the Mac okay which any, any use of a return of the Mac, I yeah. wholly support.
0: <laughs> okay, speaking of Mac, uh, so it seems like BK is getting into McDonald's territory when you call something Mac, um, but you can't get around of it when it's part of an ingredient. But uh, have we spoken of limited-run food items that are tied with cultural
1: stereotypes, like... Uh-huh. Uh,
0: Shamrock shakes and things like that.
1: That's actually my last choice. Okay. Is the shamrock shake. All right. Um, well,
0: then we'll do you and then do Michael.
1: Okay. So the shamrock shake. Uh, once again, another McDonald's item that is highly anticipated. Much like the baseball nut, it is tied to a very specific time of year. That, of course, being near St. Patrick's Day. And the shamrock shake, I have no... I I don't know what the flavor of a shamrock shake is. Yeah. It's, it's not... It's, it's shamrock shake flavored. Yeah, it's, it's not it, mint. It's just it's green got, flavor. It's got mint, but then mm-hmm. there's something buttery going on. Yeah. Maybe there's some vanilla involved.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's sort of indescribable, mm-hmm. but it, 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 it's one of those things that just tastes like itself. Yeah. It's like one of those uh, weird creatures that currently exists but have no known descendants. Like they have they have no idea what it descended from. It just sort of exists outside of uh, Linnaeus's uh <laughs>
0: the taxonomy. Taxonomy, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and that's what I feel like the shamrock shake is. It's sort of ex- it's it's a shake. It's related to the shake, related to the mint milkshake, but it's not exactly in the same family.
0: Yeah. I feel like McDonald's does a lot for Catholics because the fish yeah. is a Friday thing, I think. I think it that was introduced because um there was the no no, oh, that's, that would be McDonald's would be the Catholic one. It would? Oh Mick is the Irish. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, well, the Irish yeah, good yeah, no. What are you talking about? The Irish Irish Catholic? Mick would make total sense. Okay. Yeah, okay. no. It's totally totally fitting within their brand to do that. At okay. least for some part of Ireland. It is kind of you know, I don't I don't think McDonald's ever got involved in the troubles. Yeah, necessarily by like, picking like a like side. It's a good Friday agreement here. Um, See, <laughs> so then you get oh, a filet, right. you, you have your good Friday agreement and then you go get a filet fish to celebrate. Perfect. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, uh, Winfield, it's your last one.
2: Okay, um, my last one was built mostly on like memory of something that I'd seen that I had to go research and I was 100% convinced I was in the right, but then I couldn't. I couldn't find it at all. But um, my last choice is the Halloween Whopper. Whoa! From, from the Burnham, what? Which, which I was convinced was called like the Dark Side Whopper, as like a as like a oh, all black. Was that the all black? Whopper? Yeah, it's like the all okay. black burger. Oh, wow. I was convinced it was like a Darth Vader sort of tie-in. Mm-hmm. Basically, at some point, um, one of these um, food engineers had figured out how to like make an all black bun basically it's like mm-hmm. i think it originated in japan it was like dyed from squid ink but they were able to like figure out how to do it with chemicals and futz around with it um and so in 2015 uh, uh burger king came out with the halloween whopper which was basically a whopper but instead the the bun was you know completely black so it was like this black encompassed sort of like um burger um the only downside apart from like like the bun not tasting great was that like it made your insides like green <laughs> and, like you'd shit green for like days <laughs> so people were like immediately turned off by like this thing that um conceptually you know not bad I like, oh, it's dark it's, different. it's around halloween interesting but then they're like uh, i don't like what i see here i gotta go see a doctor wow so, right that's literally I'm... one of those what did you eat sort of like i'm eating beets it should have been made out of like beets as well so it was like your shit was like green and red and then you're just like i don't know what's going on <laughs> leading up to christmas and everything is awful down there
1: i uh make there are a I should say Star Wars Land, the old one at Disneyland before it became, yeah, you know, redone. Um, Their their food service, the the food place there served an all black burger for a while, and it was like it was based around Darth Vader.
2: Okay, so there's something I had some sort of cultural memory of this thing, and I was assumed that it was like a, a, and I I looked it up, and then there was apparently there was like also a uh like 2007 whopper spider-man 3 tie-in that had like the dark web burger to tie into like like wearing a black suit where like the the sesame seeds were black and the mayo had like cracked pepper in it and this the uh the ketchup had like black flecks in it so it's like i don't know it's just really trying to really force some stuff into you it seems very yeah
1: Yeah, black is not exactly a color I associate with good when it comes to food. There's very few, you know, even blackberries aren't really black. Mm -hmm. There are very few foods where I think uh, I look at and think, you know, what I wish that was blacker. That'd be more appetizing, and I would trust it more if it was more black. (laughs) <laughs> how much more black can it be none more black. <laughs> i would also think from a
0: food hygiene standpoint that you wouldn't know when to throw that shit away like is this mm, good point good or yeah okay well let's uh, do some judging um i'm i'm not hungry right now i somehow <laughs> this has not made me hungry we'll go with mac ribs uh since you both chose it um I feel compelled to try to find and eat the Mac and Cheetos. I don't, I don't know. That's good or bad. Yeah. Uh, there was such a charming story. I, I could picture you and your sister at Baskin Robbins, um, with those little tiny little Coke spoons, uh, for the baseball nut, uh, thing. And then, um, you know, I, this is where I gotta Jeff, go. you should
2: go over the top and do your Doritos Loco Taco. Do your own pick, bro.
0: Doritos Loco Taco because decade, homie, you've been with me for a decade. We've been keeping it real. You've yep. been trying to keep it together. I don't care if you need a paper or coffin to to lie down in. Um, <laughs> thank you, baby, Doritos Loco. I'm loco for you.
2: This is the first Jeff pick in like three and a half years.
0: Is it really? It's been a while. It's been a while. We shouldn't know I'm (laughs) local. Is that all? I think it's all. Yeah. Okay. This has been the Mount Rushmore of uh, fast food limited run items. Uh, We'll see you out on McRib Locator. I am always Jeff.
1: I'm Richard. I'm Michael.